Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 46 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? <laughs> you know, it's a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Fall is upon us. You know, you know what that means. NFL is, you know, full swing. The Colts won today, which is... That's good. It was uh, no offense to those of you who are Falcon fans, but, you know, it was uh, it was close. You know what it means when, when fall is a coming. What's that mean? It means Christmas is coming, your favorite time of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys already com- started the Christmas conversations? Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, we're working on it. And here, here, this is my this is the dilemma. Okay. Okay. For most of us, I would think is that <clears throat> excuse me, you have to you have to plan Christmas before Christmas material is available. Oh, okay. That's, that's tough, you know? If anybody out there, you got a secret to this, send us a DM, man, or email us. Help a brother out. <laughs> so you almost have to plan for Christmas, like, when it comes to content with last year's stuff. Kind of, yeah. I mean, we 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 have a little bit of a formula where, like, we'll – I kind of stockpile songs that I, I want to use at some point, and I'll go back and look at that, and then – um, you know, we'll save a spot or two because, you know, you know, some, somebody's going to come out with like the greatest Christmas song ever written on December 1st when our, uh, yeah. our plans have been in cement for like two months already. So, yeah, you know, maybe Christmas shoes too, <laughs> you know, it's going to, it's going to come out. Yeah. It's the day of dad. This, I'm, I'm sorry. That's bad. Do, do you find it hard? Um, it's the t- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm so sorry. I do not want to offend anyone who loves the Christmas shoes, although I'm not one of those people. Jesus wept. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was a low point in my ministry. <laughs> so do you find it hard staying um, creative each year? Like, like, so for you at this point, like, is uh, Christmas at Mount Pleasant, is there kind of already, it's, there's a form and you're just dropping new elements into the same form? Or do you change um, it up each year? Yes and yes, I guess, are the answers. So it happens in the context of our regular services, but we also add a couple of extra services. And so we have a a children's choir that will sing. So we have a preschool. So the children from the preschool, uh, in addition to the children of the church that maybe aren't in the preschool, like they all combine. So we'll have a children's choir of like 180, 190 kids, which is, I don't, interact with them a whole lot because that just the concept stresses me out but we have wonderful a wonderful lady who listens to the podcast who's in india on a mission trip right now so sponsor we love you and uh, we're praying for you since you're in indiana are they called the children of the corn choir (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh Oh, well, okay. So they will open it. They usually open up the thing because it's yeah. just a lot of, uh, 
details, getting that many kids dropped off and into place and in their outfits and all that stuff. So they usually open up the thing and then we take it. Our pastor will do like an abbreviated message, but um, we've, we have moved a little bit away from making it just one gigantic weekend. Although there is still one weekend that's a little bigger than the others, but yeah. in terms of production, we kind of spread it out all over the whole month of December. Nice. So, but yeah, man, the expectation, you can't, you can't dwell on that. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like you got to just trust that God's going to give you the creative juice that you need to make it, get her done. And are you on your own for that creativity, like for that, or do you have like a, a a team that you lead that helps you in that? We've done uh, we've done both. Um, the product production director, uh, his name is Kyle. We I talk about him all the time, but I'd never call him by his name on here. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> um, he's extraordinarily talented and oh, yeah. uh, very creative. And so you know, we've had some conversations. Like I have this. Um, I have this thing in my head that I saw at a giant church in our area several years ago, and I've always wanted to duplicate it. And so every year we start and our plan is to duplicate that, okay. but, but something happens that makes it impossible to duplicate. Like we're getting ready to kind of do a, uh, do some stuff with our screens in our worship center. I, there's a, we have to redo our baptistry because it's, it's uh, really old. And so um, because of all those construction involved and all that, we're not going to be able to do the thing. What here's my, so here's my thing. Okay. I've, I, ever since I saw it, I've wanted to duplicate it. So um, it, it involves like going into the woods and cutting down a tree, like a dead, it can be a dead tree, I guess. And painting it white, okay, and uh, lining it with with lights. Nice. Um, now, this these trees would be large, like they would nice. need to be, you know, twenty feet, twenty five feet tall. Some, you know, okay. So there's safety issues, and the execution of the painting and all that stuff is is fairly complex. So, um, but that I really want that look at some nice. point before I hang it up. Well, you know, uh, in Greek, big tasty actually means go big or go home. <laughs> so, you know, it is so funny to my brothers in the, uh, the meme, uh, the meme chat. Um, they all are now memeing big tasty <laughs> memes and sharing them in the chat. That's awesome. <laughs> so to like my boys, uh, honest youth pastor and, uh, Christian gold blooms and, uh, Christian nine, nine and petty nice. and epic and all those dudes, you rock. That's right. Dude, we haven't even started Christmas conversations. And well, I've been I a little been told, busy in all fairness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. And then, so like, um, so we moved into a new building and so we're wrapping our minds around the technology, uh, in this new building. And then, um, on October 11th, we're releasing an album and doing a big night of worship slash album release party. Oof. And the week after that, we're opening for Jordan Felice. We got invited to come be the opener. So it, it's like, <laughs> good night. <laughs> every man. time we turn around, there's like this another like, Oh, and by the way, let's do this. And then our, our worship pastor got like invited. I, I don't even know some cohort thing. Like he's at. Central Church in Vegas this nice, weekend, and then he comes nice. home, 
and then he goes to another church and they'll be like at four churches. And so he needed headshots. And it's just like, wow. every time we turn around, it's like, Hey, let's just add another thing to the, the fire. I hear we do something cool for Christmas. I just don't know what it is we're doing. So, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Well, so, we'll all get it figured out. I sure hope so. God will Dude, be glorified. I learned something new today. And so for some of you, you may have heard this before. So my wife and I were having lunch with the youth pastor from our church and his wife. And so like, so the uh, appetizer stuff came, right? Mm-hmm. And so somebody goes, well, do we need to pray for this? And the youth pastor's wife goes, well, if it's got dressing, it don't need no blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And my wife looks at me and goes, that's a John Chris thing. Have you not heard that? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. So, but for those of you out there that the answers, the, the age old doctrinal question, do you need to pray for the main entree itself or do you pray for the appetizers? Mm, mm. So just remember if it's got, if it's got dressing, it don't need no blessing. It's nice. <laughs> so you laughed so hard. Oh my Lord. Hey, can I say something? Uh, yeah, obviously. Our friends at planning center Ooh. are, what are they? They're the base. They, it's not even really a contest, right? No. They just have crushed it. So let me tell you, uh, first of all, they've got Planning Center University, free training for everything they do. For then, free. Right? Gratis. And they've got a new deal called Church Center. Okay. Planning Center, uh, they have, they has a free app that you give to your congregation. Okay. If you use Planning Center applications, uh, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families, giving, joining groups, managing personal profile information, registering for events. It's like a one-stop shop for the people in your church. You can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. I mean, they just raise, they keep raising the bar is what planning does. I mean, there's people wake up and they're like, Oh, I had this great idea. And then they find out it's planning centers on it. And they're, they're already like, doing it. They're already hey, doing it. Already doing it. Longyear so. thinks they're going to make an app that writes sermons. Uh, they probably will. Hey. And it'll be better than Longyear. No, I'm <laughs> but uh, the people love them some Longyear. It's crazy. They do. Dude, we've, we've been getting DMs that people are, we're so glad they got two in a row with Scott Longyear. I know, right? Well, I'm also glad we got two in a row. I am too. He's such a good dude. But man, you guys are in for a treat for today's uh, episode. Uh, and we still got obviously more of our segments that we're going to do and stuff before you get to it. But we had Luke Anderson, uh, the drummer from Elevation Worship on. And Brian always says this, like there's been times we've like, you've had people on, you're like, I don't really know what to expect. So I just, we pull the Chris McClarney and we go with low expectations <laughs> and they literally just blow your mind away. Yeah. And that, that was Luke, man. So we'll, we'll be excited to get that. And then we have uh, Lucia Parker. Yeah, she's coming on, man. She's going to be coming on. She's got a huge social media following, and uh, we're lo- really looking forward to that. And then we have a, a personal hero of both Brian and I that's in the next couple of weeks, a gentleman by the name of Jerry Newman. He's at one of the fastest growing churches in America yep. and has been doing this for a long time. Doctor Jerry D- No, Dr. Doctor. He's double a double doctor. doctorate. So we call him Dr. Dr. Newman. D2. So, and then my wife is starting to work on part two. With Chris McClarney. Mm. Mm. You know, and I mean, we got, and we got another Chris in the fire. 
We do have another. There's another Chris in the well, fire. Well, we liked we liked Chris McClarney so much. We did. That we thought we would do it again. <laughs> uh, Chris Brown from Elevation Worship is uh, yeah. in the in the talks. You know, yeah. And we're still trying. Hey, we've got a lot of people on this one right now. For my tech guys that like to listen to the podcast, we're trying oh, to get yeah. Corey Edwards on. Dude. So everyone, private message him and go, "Hey, you need to be on the Worship Leaders <laughs> podcast." <laughs> yeah, man, uh, we're, we're we're working. And here's the deal: Jeremy's wife Lori, yeah, is amazing. She's the base. She is the base, and she's she is. Do we have like an official moniker for her? Uh, Lori Brink. Well, yeah, I called her. <laughs> so dumb. Um, um, what would you call her? She's kind of like the manager. Yeah. Right of the pod, like she she schedules all, all the artists, and we love our artist friends. We absolutely we, we love every single one of them. But if you have ever tried to coordinate the schedule with a with a, an artistic person of any kind. Yeah. You you pray for Lori. You know, yeah. she sends a lot of emails and a lot of DMs and coordinates a lot of stuff wow. and, she, and she's uh, married to me, so pray for Lori. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. So, well dude, let's get into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call prayer concerns. Each week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we like to read the complaints that you guys get on your connection cards in every, whatever, in your church. And so each one of us, you know, in the back of your seat back, uh, in the back of your pew, however you have it in your church, we've all got a connection card, a welcome card. And so on the back, we always, we always say, Hey, on there, Hey, how can we pray for you? Or how, tell us your story. And unfortunately, people like to use that space to tell us everything we're doing wrong in the church. And so you guys, the Worship Leader Problems Nation, have been so faithful in sending in your prayer concerns to us. So Brian, what do we, uh, what do we got today? Them church people, man, they're using it as a place to spill the tea. That's what they think, you know? <laughs> but real quick, Lori was on a website looking for stickers. And they had all of these, that's the T-Sys stuff. And she was like, I'm buying this for Brian. I'm buying this for Brian. I'm buying this for Brian. <laughs> That's so awesome, man. Yeah. Okay. Prayer concern number one. Numero uno. I got an email from a lady in our church asking for more, quote, fast-paced songs because she really likes to jump around. <laughs> she said we do too many worshipful songs. She likes to jump around. What if they had just opened up with jump around? <laughs> there you go. Right? Jump around. Right. Jump around. Oh, my gosh. All right. Prayer concern number two. An older lady in our church approached me and said, how old are you, son? I'm 35, ma'am. Oh, honey, you're far too young to really know the Bible. <laughs> mm, come on. Uh, that's and th If he could have just quoted straight back, well, in the book of Timothy, it says, do not let them look down on you for being young. Boom. Boom. Mike dropped. Somebody call the burn unit. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. You got me. Oh my gosh. Okay, number three. A male young adult came up to me immediately after the service and asked, Is there any way you can get some good looking girls singing? <laughs> oh. Homeboy is on the prowl. 
Oh my gosh. So <laughs> my good friend Carson, um, he, he's, he's, I don't know, 23, 24 years old. And so he's come down from Jacksonville. He lived with Lori and I for like a month while he's figuring out what he wants to do. And he feels called to be a worship pastor. And so he has really fallen into the life of TC3. And so he was helping lead this weekend. And so some lady comes up toward the youth pastor and goes, who is that cowboy up there? <laughs> Yeehaw. Woo. We got some, we got some cougars at TC3. <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay. Number four. One week, a lady asked me to tell one of our younger worship leaders that he is far too loud and that he shouldn't wear a beanie to church because it's disrespectful. Now, I have no idea why she was telling me because I'm just a volunteer. <laughs> mm. You know how hey. uh, last last week, Scott talked about the darker side oh, yeah. of the prayer concern. Well, number five is, oh, no. is, is on the darker side. Okay, so... And it says, I recently had this uplifting conversation literally one minute after the service where I had led a very, like a particularly vulnerable time of worship. And here's the conversation. Church lady. Oh, I love what you're wearing today. Me. Thank you. Church lady. I mean, only because they're my favorite colors, not the clothes themselves or how they look on you. Maybe on someone else. Oh, nope. Mm, come on, fam. That's not right. That ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right, man. Come on, fam. Okay, number six. I got this email Saturday evening at 10, 15 p.m. We need some really peppy music during worship tomorrow because my Pentecostal slash charismatic leading son-in-law it will be attending the service and we're trying <laughs> desperately to recruit him. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're doing we're, we're recruiting <laughs> it's like college oh my gosh <laughs> trying to recruit that is him. fantastic turn it up oh my goodness we got a charismatic in the house <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could prepare you could pair him with the lady from number one who likes to jump around <laughs> yeah exactly jump up jump up and get down <laughs> Okay, number seven. I recently got this note from a lady in our church, and I quote, I know of several people who have issues with the songs you choose. I also know of at least one other person who hates going to the service because the music is far too loud. Others will go, but don't like the sound level either. I hate it also, but I use earplugs. My friend is afraid to be seen wearing earplugs, and I imagine others are also. People are scared little chickens. Thanks, Alice. (laughs) People are scared little chickens. And it's always amazing, like the people who will just burn you and end it with God bless or whatever. So oh, she yeah. burns this guy and then she says, thanks, Alice. Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Alice. Thanks, Alice. Okay, number eight, the last one in the bottom oh. of the pudding cup. I got an email from a church member that said, my daughter and husband enjoy the more contemporary worship and the good of the many outweighs the good of the one. So... With the PowerPoint lyrics, 
it might be helpful to have a bouncing ball over what you are actually singing <laughs> so one can keep up. <laughs> and yeah. I will build my life. Oh, my. Yeah. The old bouncing ball. Goodness. Bouncing oh. ball on the screen. So listen to this. A friend of mine uh, was telling me a story. Uh, they had a service where like 30 people got saved in the service, right? Nice. It was awesome. So this guy comes up and just starts ripping them. Lights, screens, everything. And so the guy just very graciously, you know, took it all. And, and he was just like, man, I just, you know, I'm sorry that was your experience. But man, 25 people just got saved. <laughs> the guy looked at him and goes, yeah, well, 50 are leaving. <laughs> oh, I mean... <laughs> salty yeah well hey everybody thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the worship leader props podcast we are so thankful for you and for all that you do if you would like us to read your prayer concerns live here on the podcast all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprops.com click on the prayer concerns tab and we've got a cool little form you can fill it out we don't ask for your name we don't ask for your church's name you can just give us the prayer concern we promise to keep it completely anonymous and so um, while this is a fan favorite we've had people ask well why do you guys do this part man the reality is there's so many of us we're serving in a church somewhere and it feels like we're super alone and you listen to these prayer concerns and it just helps you to go you know what I don't the only one having to deal with this stuff. And so it just kind of makes the world feel just a bit smaller. So again, we're thankful for you, the worship leader probs nation. Dude. Chilling. That's that, that was pretty good. Chilling. It was really good. Hey, fam. Okay. Fam. We need your okay. We asked you several weeks ago, can you help us get to three hundred reviews on iTunes? Yeah. And you know what you did? You did it. You overachieved. You got us over 300. So you guys are amazing. we had a new challenge. Oh, snap. What is it? 400. 400? Let's go 400. So and then we'll reveal your identity. <laughs> Again. Wait, we, we already used that. <laughs> Dang it. Dang. Um, okay. But make sure you're subscribing. So many of you are uh, writing in and saying, hey, I shared the podcast with my team. Thank you so much for doing, uh, Stephanie and David from Rhode Island. We got to connect with them at, yeah. uh, at experience conference. And they've, they have had actually team nights where they, they play portions of the podcast for their whole team. That's awesome. Um, so cool. So, uh, share, 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 make sure you've subscribed and please go leave us a five-star review. And, but, and you know, we good went, luck trying to be as good as one of the reviews I just read on there. And it said, <laughs> big tasty and big gingy question mark more like big five starry and big subscribey <laughs> oh you know our people uh, they're in they, they they're get, all in they get what's what, what we're doing and so right now we're at 307 okay and we have maintained our five star rating which we want to do so uh thanks for Thanks for doing that, fam. We, we appreciate it. And if, you know, man, so many of you are sharing the Instagram posts, you know, thanks for doing that. We, we've been telling you we're knocking on the 60,000 follower door for a while and we are, yeah. we just started at like 57,000. So we're, we are almost to, to 50 to a 60,000. So thanks for following and thanks for oh, yeah. writing and sharing and all the stuff that you're doing. Really, this, this is you. This is all for you. So this one's, for you. 
It's all for you. Hard to say what it is I see in you. Okay, so that's who I don't know who sings that. Who sings that? I don't know. Jim Blossoms. So I was quoting Barry Manilow, and you were okay. you were quoting the Jim Blossoms. Well, so I don't know. Don't maybe, hold me to that. Maybe. I, the, so this whole it, conversation, this whole exchange, will tell you a lot about the two uh, of us. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, man, let's get into the last segment of our podcast that we like to call sliding into the DMs. So as we rapidly, okay, it's not rapidly, as we slowly approach 60,000 <laughs> followers on Instagram, um, I BT was very kind and gave me a couple weeks off to get kind of into this TC3 thing. Um, and so on Friday, it was my first time back manning the account for for the day. And I texted him and I was like, bro, it's like I get off for 15, 20 minutes and get back. And the amount of comments and likes are like shocking at this point. And so the engagement is getting greater and greater. And so, again, we're just thankful for you guys. Um, but on top of that, we're getting so many more DMs with questions. And so um, and we've been doing this coming. since. Oh, absolutely. Keep them coming. Keep those coming. Um, and we've been doing this since really like episode one uh, of the podcast. Like we just don't get all the time that we need to to always answer these questions properly within Instagram. So we like to bring them over here to the podcast where we'd have a little bit more time to, to chat about them. And so um, today, uh, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about uh, using visuals in Ooh. worship. How do we That's use good... them? What do we use, you know, and in a, sh in, in a, what is an utterly like an act of service. Uh, Jeremy, our production guy, Mr. Visual is what we call him on the interwebs. <laughs> Nobody's in a, ever in called In addition to Big Gingy. Um, is the gonna big go for, you're gonna go first. Okay. So, um, I actually, in my own personal Instagram, I've been getting this a lot lately. Like, how are you using lights? How are you using your screens? So, um, look, I don't share any of what I'm about to share. Like, please don't, oh, well, he's got all this cool stuff in his, like, don't at me is what Brian would say. Like, exactly. this is uh, this is what I walked into at TC3. This is already done and up. And so, um, we are just kind of like learning the what we have and how to properly use it uh, for our people. Because here's what I believe: the Lord has given us five senses, and I think He wants to us to engage all of them in our worship of Him. Um, and so one, one of the ways we can do that, obviously we can use our, our, our sense of hearing when it comes to how we use the PA, um, how we EQ stuff and compress and the music we do and all those types of things. Um, and then also like visually, you know, how can we help people to, um, experience the Lord through what they're seeing with their mm -hmm. eyes. So, um, I'll just kind of share a little bit of what we have to work with at TC3, um, and how we are each week learning more and more how to, how to use it. And so, so we have, we have three screens. Um, we have two, uh, 16 foot by nine foot LED walls on our sides that we use for iMag. Nice. And then we have a eight foot tall by 24 foot wide LED wall center stage. Um, and then so we've right now in our rig, I think we've got about 50 moving lights, uh, that are out. Um, and then, um, just, you know, whatever else that we, we have on stage. And so, we have been really working hard to like, I think one of the hardest things walking into a rig of this size was how do you, how do you use it tastefully? Mm -hmm. You know, like you may just think, Oh, we'll just turn the lights on and you know, make it look cool, match the backgrounds. But like, that's not it at all. Like, I don't want to just get in there and yeah, I have a lot of moving lights and just flash and trash people and it becomes a, a movie theater experience. 
where they're just sitting back and watching the show. Like, I firmly believe the reason I use lighting in, 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 in my church services is because, um, you know, Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. So many of us could, has had an experience with a sunset, a sunrise. Maybe you've seen it on top of a mountain looking over a valley. Maybe you've stood on the banks of one of the great lakes or you've stood on the Pacific Ocean and watched the sun go down. And that moment where the sun hits just right and the beams are going through the clouds and the mist and it like, you can't help but look at it and just go, I, I literally am seeing the presence of my Lord right now. So for me, that's why I try to use lighting in my services. I'm just, I serve the greatest uh, example of, of a creator in the world, my God, right? Mm-hmm. He created the heavens, the earth. Our God is a God of creation, and so I have been made in his image, and so I've been given this gift to be able to be creative. And so we're just trying to take what we kind of already are seeing in nature with how God himself uses light to show himself to people and just kind of try to do that in services. And so um, I sat down with a guy by the name of Keith and Carol. He is the production director for Christ Fellowship, and if you're not familiar with Christ Fellowship, they're one of the largest churches in America. They're Giant. like... 17 campuses and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, he helped me set up my lighting rig. And then my, the first time we, I pre programmed for a weekend, he sat with me. And so, so we do a lot. We don't move our lights a lot. Like you would just think you got all these lights and they're all just doing this big rock and rock show. And that's not our approach at all. We try to be very cognizant of like layering in lights. So a song may start out with just a little bit of my mid stage truss with only my big LED washes and they're just on. And then to build a little bit more excitement, I'll turn my apron lights on and maybe just slowly turn them towards the stage. Um, and then another part comes on and maybe some other lights will just slowly come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this big thing. It's just literally these moments that kind of are flowing with the dynamics of the songs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, so the way I, we, I kind of like lighting wise, the way I'm approaching that is, um, we have a, we have a subscription to church motion graphics. Many of you are using church, church motion graphics. You got shift worship. You've got igniter media, all kinds of places we're using these motions. And so I will find, I will listen to a song. I, I tend to hear songs and colors. That's just the way that God has like wired me. I listen to a song, go, Oh, that's easy. That's cyan and magenta. Or this one is uh, some purples and greens. Like I literally hear the songs as colors. So I will go find a background that matches the lighting. Okay. And so basically I'm treating my center LED wall. It has upper third lyrics on it, um, but I'm treating it almost like as another light. Uh, there's times where it may not come on at all until the right moment. Um, there's times it may be on and maybe that we do want to do like a big hit. Like this morning, we did Living Hope and it started out with just literally nothing but white light on stage and it slowly grew as the, came, the, the song came on. Um, and so, and it was like these just black and white bubbles kind of going up on the center screen. Mm. And then we get to the point where the second time she sings, then came the morning. And I found this background in church motion graphic fix that literally looked like the sun coming up through uh, a forest. Wow. And so she goes, then came the more. And I, we slowly faded it in on wow. the center wall and the lights kind of did like a fly out where everything kind of slowly started kind of panning out over the crowd and it wasn't flashy, it went, but like it just helped draw people into the mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm. of what was already happening. And then we like got to this moment where, you know, it gets this, we did the Bethel version. And so she gets to the big, and we like cut everything, went to a blackout. Hallelujah. And on the loo, the lights came back and they weren't moving. They weren't, they were just there. So we're trying to be, like I said, super tasteful in how we're doing it. Like, again, I'm trying to be a technical artist and not just have what the lights are going on. And so 
So that's kind of how lighting we're using that. The, 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 the motion graphics, like I will pick a different background for every song and I don't even like try to find like the same feel for each one. Like I'm literally listening to this. I will, I will, I will spend 45 minutes just picking backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that seems dumb, but like, again, like, if you look back at like kind of like the Old Testament, right? In Genesis, what did the Lord do? The, the Lord created an atmosphere and then he filled it with his spirit and then he filled it with his people, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like being given the gift of creativity, we're trying to create an atmosphere that we can then pray that God, would, we would ask him, would you please fill this room with your spirit? And then from there, would you use it to bring your people into, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, so I'm just trying to be very intentional and what we're doing um, to enhance what what is already happening in the room at a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so that's kind of with that. So when it comes to like lyrics and things like that, I'm a huge proponent of no more than two lines of, of text, no matter what um, you can, you can change your phrasing. Mm-hmm. So that way it'll, mm-hmm. it'll look good with two lines. I feel like if you get more than two lines on your screens, you can overwhelm people because they mm-hmm. see too much. Um, and so I think the two lines, it just looks clean. I'm a big fan of using all capital letters mm-hmm. and making it bold for people to have a very easy time seeing, uh, what, what they're reading. And so, um, I think all those little details matter to the Lord. Like mm-hmm. go back and look at the old Testament and what it took, um, to actually for the running of the temple there, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it was in the details for, you know, if you're going to, you know, make a sacrifice, you have to do this and wash this and do that. You know what I mean? Like. It was all intentional in their worship of the Lord. And so everything we're doing with the visuals, we're, I'm really thinking through, does this make this easy for people to connect with the Lord? Does it, is it ever get to the point, you know, as I'm, I'm, I'm again with this, this lighting rig, like, am I getting to the point where like people are just going to sit back and watch what's happening rather than is it taking people to a place? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Brian, you preach this all the time. And I, I, I shared this with the, our worship team this morning when I led our production meeting with, with everybody who's involved in the weekend service, like, you gotta, you gotta know the way, you gotta point the way, and then you gotta get out of the way. Mm. So as you're in your preparation for how you're gonna use your visuals, remember who are you pointing those visuals to? Mm-hmm. You pointing them to what's happening on the stage and the people and the cool looks, or are you pointing them to Jesus Christ, the King of the universe? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you gotta be able to get out of the way. So those, those, those things that you're using to enhance the worship, you don't want people to walk away thinking, man, I remember when those blinders came on and this, that's what I remember at my church service. You'll be able to walk away and go, man, all I know is I experienced Jesus Christ Amen. this weekend. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it is a fine line to walk. Um, you know, in, in this church that like they, they use some cool stuff in their old building, but this is a significantly more large and complicated rig. And then even for me coming from the church that I came from to this, like we have so much more that we can do visually. So we're, I'm always constantly like, Oh, I can do this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I need to tame that back a little bit. I got to remember this is all about leading people to Jesus Christ. So, you know, bravo, by the way. And that's, that is as good an example as you'll ever hear about why it's not just the person with the microphone on the platform who is the worship leader. Because everything Jeremy just said is going to have a profound impact on leading people in worship. That's right. And so, um, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what, ton about production and visuals and all that. So let me ask you some questions. Um, Mm -hmm. first of all, I love the intentionality of all that. And I hope, I hope that speaks to our listeners about intentionally approaching, you know, 
so that things flow together, so, so that things are seamless and uh, they create, like Jeremy said, that environment for people to experience the Lord. Um, church motion graphics, uh, we we use those a lot as well. That's not yeah. expensive. No. Because we, uh, we do occasionally get the, hey man, I'm at a small church. Some of the stuff that you talk about is not, I, I don't live in that world. So what, what do you have for me? Yeah. Well, church motion graphics. Um, do you, if you have a screen and a projector, yep, you can use church motion graphics. It's not expensive. You pay like a yearly, yeah, subscription. I, I say, and here's the thing too. He even has free stuff monthly. Boom, gratis. You know, like, it, yeah, like the font I use on screens is it's CMG Sans, so church motion graphics Sans, um, and it's just it, it's a free font that I found on his website. So there you um, go, church motion have, graphics. Yeah, they have a ton of free and. I, he even does, I believe I've seen him do, he'll do scholarships for churches who can't afford it. Like wow. every once in a while they'll do, Hey, let me know. And we're going to scholarship a few. I want to say it's almost as low as like 99 bucks for the year. It's not bad. Yeah. And, and you know and what I mean? Got, and you, then you have access to like everything that years that they've worth done, of packs. years, years worth of, and, and they're really, uh, they're sharp. Yeah. They do an excellent job of keeping them, very, very sharp. So that if you're in a, you're in a, a, a kind of a church where you, you're, uh, you don't have a huge lighting rig and, you know, I'm at a large church, but, uh, lighting and moving lights and all that stuff, that's very new to us. Um, our building was built in the seventies. So we are having to retrofit, you know, we're doing things in our building that it wasn't designed for. Yeah. And so, um, I probably can relate a lot to the, to the, to those out there who you're, you're really learning how to use those things for the first time. Um, so, you know, you've got church motion graphics. Um, you've, I, we are, we too are a two line, uh, Mm -hmm. we actually put our, excuse me, our lyrics in a little box, like a, what do you call that text box? Uh, yeah, um, mask, you almost do like a masked square and then you've got your, it's a little dark. Is that what masked means? Yeah. It's a little, uh, shaded in the, in the box. And then we've got two lines, all caps. Um, and then we, uh, you know, that was not, I, I, I probably expected more, um, feedback from the congregation when we went to just the all caps, didn't hear a word. So when we um, did it at my last church. I had people come back thanking me. They're like, I can well, finally read the lyrics now. Thank you so much. Well, let's see. That's, that's good. You know, that's, that's stuff to think about. And again, all of that is, is, uh, has a seat at the table for leading your congregation in worship. Absolutely. And here's the thing, like, um, you know, okay. So what I'm able to do on the weekends, I'm probably in the 3% of churches who have the capability to do that. The church I came from, I, I had, 12 lights I bought from Monoprice. You know what I mean? And we, Brian led there, you know, like he seen, like you can still, I don't care what your budget is. You can still be creative with visually how you are leading people to Jesus. Um, again, you can buy some cheap, um, uh, lights on Monoprice to light up. Dude, we literally used to walk around, um, like Lowe's and go, huh, what would that look like if we lit it up? Hmm. You know hey, what I mean? Tell them about your uh, the circles. Yeah, so our the last stage design we did at Pathway, 
uh, my former church, we, we got an Amazon and we ordered the cardboard cake rounds that come underneath your cake from the, like Walmart. And we just ran fishing wire through the corrugation and we turned some of them around. So the white glossy side was out and we turned some around so that the, the cardboard side was out with my six lights from monoprice.com and just uplift them from the floor and it looked fantastic. And what, what did you, what did you have to spend to do that? Maybe 300 bucks and it's been up for 18 months. 300 bucks. You know what I mean? Yep, um, yep. We, we one time did this thing with rope, like thick white rope that we bought on eBay. We bought it huge in bulk and we cut it ourselves with, uh, we used like a turkey carving, electric turkey mm, carving knife. Yeah. And then we just kind of like used a little torch to kind of, you know, to kind of burn the ends down a little bit, wrapped it in gaff tape and we hung them from two by fours and it hung down and we lit people loved it. And we spent like 400 bucks. So there, there are some examples of, uh, things that you can do if you don't have, you know, thousands of dollars and staff members, uh, in charge of those areas in your, on your team. Um, those are some real simple, inexpensive ideas for and just, uh, creating the space. Yeah. Sometimes you know, just changing a font. And so maybe you're I don't care if you're on ProPresenter. I don't care if you're on Media Shell. I don't even care if you're using PowerPoint for your lyrics right now. Go to dafont.com. It is nothing but free fonts that you can go and just changing up the font can make a huge difference for what people are experiencing as they see the lyrics. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and it, thinking and, well, I, real quick yeah. as I'm on my font train. And if I come to your church and you're using papyrus or comic sans, we will, we will have words. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, think, think you got to think through the mindset of your congregation, you know, like yeah. I had a mentor when I first started in ministry and rule number one, know your congregation. So 100%. you are the person who knows what's sometimes you push, sometimes you, you got an ebb and flow with them, you know, and you know would how you, much to push. Would you say you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold hold them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know your congregation. And one of the things I always talk to my team about is like when we experience conferences at Disney World, you know, inevitably there is a trip to one of or more of the parks while you're there. And we can learn so much in the church. Okay. So Space Mountain is the, like an iconic, uh, roller coaster ride in the magic kingdom. So sure. what doesn't happen is you walk through a door, you sit in a car and you take off. Okay. What does happen is now it's on a Disney budget, all that stuff, but they have created an environment that literally prepares you from the moment you enter the attraction until you experience the ride itself. They have created an environment that prepares you for the experience. That concept is something that we need to embrace in the church. 100%. From the moment they drive onto our property, what are, what are we preparing them for? That's right. That's good. That's why they call you Big Tasty. I, I would drop my mic, but it's all kinds of... I can't believe how many people are actually calling me Big Tasty. That's the... Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Gingy. <laughs> my, my, I got It's funny. My wife, my birthday cake, I turned 40 last week or two weeks ago. My birthday cake, my wife actually said, it said, happy birthday, Big Gingy. <laughs> so, Lori Van Valkenburg. Yeah, for the win. 
Hey guys, uh, we are really excited for our, our interview with Luke Anderson. And so, Hey, check out part one with Luke Anderson. Super excited to have none other than Luke Anderson here on the podcast. What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, We're so glad to have you. We've been talking about this for a while. We're glad it, I'm glad this worked. Yeah. When you said September 19th, I think it was like June when I, (laughs) (laughs) maybe not that early, but. Well, you've been all over the place since June. I have. It's been a busy year. Um, it's been a fun year, but very busy. Yes. Um, so awesome. Well, why don't you you take a second and kind of like introduce yourself and like let our listeners know like what you're doing, what the Lord's doing with your life and stuff like that. Okay. Um, my name's Luke Anderson. I played drums for Elevation Worship and I've been with the ministry for 10 years, a little over 10 years now. That's incredible. Um, it's very crazy when it, you think you're, you know, you're 30 years old and that's a third of your life in one ministry. Um, <laughs> that's something to think about in kind of like a, it goes by very slow in the day, but then in, you look back in the year and it's already over with and you're on to the next one. Um, it's been really cool to see uh, the church be around, you know, 2,500 people when I started and I had never heard of the church. There's a lot of churches in Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah, in the South. Yeah. Um, but to see from the very beginning, like a very intentional, very deliberate ministry choosing to do things excellently for the Lord. Mm. Um, I saw how there was so much good intention and good heart behind other churches I've been raised in, but it was kind of like this built in, oh, he kind of isn't the greatest, but he's got a good heart. So that's all that matters. And to me, it was the first time I'd seen a good heart also being the result of bringing good fruit to the Lord and how they're not fully so connect disconnected. Like I was raised to kind of see subconsciously. Um, but then just hearing from two and a half years in when I got a call, I think one of the drummers was sick at church and I got a call from Mac Brock and he said, Hey, I got your name from I think James Duke. Um, can you play drums at uh, our church? I, you probably haven't heard of us. We're this church called Elevation. Um, I said, I think I'm free. Let me do it. And, you know, I went and played and thought it was very different, very structured church. And I didn't really think too much of it. You know, I just went about my, day and then a month later I got another call and then maybe a couple months later got another one and over six months to a year I played a handful of times and then it kind of turned into you know serving every week and being told uh right from the get-go like Elevation will never do anything outside of Charlotte we're we're focused on the local church wow (laughs) and I think that that's a heavy that's an important thing that we were told because it's easy to do things with motives in mind um, mm-hmm. but when you say, no, this is, I'm not in it. I'm not in it for what this could become. I'm in it for exactly where we're at Charlotte. And there's people here that need to know the Lord. And so we were told that very, very often. It wasn't like a one thought like, Hey, we're not going to travel. Probably it was no, our mission is Charlotte. And that's where the Lord put us mm. and kind of, uh, over several years, the Lord really put it on pastor Stephen's heart, kind of almost instantly now's the time to go out of out of charlotte and bless a more global corporate church and not just charlotte and so it was a very big shift when that happened and came down from him it was a big shift in okay what does that look like for weekends do we just cancel anything that conflicts with the weekend or do we 
who's going to be, who's going to travel, who's going to stay home. You know, uh, the, the worship team, when I started was 16 people and I was the 16th musician. And now when we meet, uh, we actually have these meetings called one where we pull every worship team together from all the campuses and we meet and there's close to 300 people at those gatherings. Um, so it shows you me being a young kid being at a church of 2,500 people and then hearing people like Chris Brown and Mac Brock and Wade Joy say, we're going to be at 5,000 people by the end of this year. And I'm thinking, Mm. okay, I've heard of churches wanting to grow and see revival or whatever you want to phrase it as, but I've actually never really seen true real growth that has longevity to it. Yeah. Um, But then I remember hitting 5,000 people at the end of that year. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I was trained to want to believe that the Lord could do, but I just never really fully seen it with my own eyes. And then they said, okay, we're going to get to 10,000 people. And part of me with that, you know, not wanting to believe it just because it sounds crazy. I remember thinking, I felt the same way about hearing about reaching 5,000 people in attendance. And then I saw 10,000 come not too long after. And then they were like, okay, 20,000, we're going to get to 20,000. And it was like, okay, well now we did five, we did 10. What's the diff- What's 20, what's a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so in long, in short, not to um, carry on, I, it was a, it's been a very fast, crazy journey with a lot of things I never could have expected. Um, also it's been, the Lord's really used it to constantly be checking my identity and my role and how both of those things are important, what role the Lord has you in. But also if that becomes the the leader of who you are, then it kind of strips out your authority in the role that you're supposed to be walking in. Mm -hmm. So he's done a really good job at, and because he's such a good loving father that he's not allowed me to go very long without that being checked in my life. And sometimes it's not fun because you really see how much control you let an item or a, an event or a position you, you, it's easy to see how much you've let that take over, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been crazy, man. It's humbling. It really is so humbling. Um, and it just, it's like, you know, you look and you, it's easy to look back and say, wow, of course you moved to Charlotte to join Elevation, but I moved solely to follow the Lord and get out of my hometown in Spokane, Washington, three years before the church even was launched. Wow. So I, I couldn't even have known to move to Charlotte. I knew, <laughs> I knew no one here except there was a ministry called uh, the, um, the Cause that was connected to Lou Engle. And um, he was currently based in Charlotte, right next to this church called Morning Star Ministries. And so I came here and was just trying to seek the Lord with my life and to get away from my friends that we all just graduated high school. And it was, we were kind of just stagnant and didn't know what to do. And, but people are like, Oh, of course. Yeah. It makes so much sense. You moved to Charlotte and elevations right there. You, I mean, of course I'm like, no, that's not it. Like it turned into that, but it was really me trying to follow the Lord as an 18 year old. Um, it's really a quite a lonely season of, you know, not having friends for six months, being in a new city, that living without your parents for the first time. You know, a lot of times I felt like I kind of was going crazy almost like, 
Lord, did you really call me to be in Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like you moved to the next town, man. You went, right. you went coast to coast. That's fantastic. Really did. It was a big jump. And I look back and I'm saying, oh man, like if I could tell anyone anything, they, uh, so many people ask, you know, they want to ask, you know, any big sports player, let's say LeBron James, well, how did you get to the NBA? And, it, and then he goes back and thinks about when he's five, probably in his head where, you know what I mean? And that, yeah you can't miss any of those steps. And I, I'm like, it's a funny question, but people are always say, uh, man, tell me the three things or tell me the steps to get to what you're doing. I'm like, well, okay. There's Hillsong elevation. Like there's already drummers in those ones. What you need to do is find your path with the Lord and sacrifice your desires and wants and just seek the Lord to be used by him. Mm-hmm. And, honestly ask the Lord to make the desires that he has for you, the desires of your heart. And then you won't be fighting this internal battle of like, well, I really just want to be famous. or I really just want to be in the spotlight. The Lord can do all that stuff too, but that stuff's so empty and it's so, Mm. it's so short lived that it's, you can't, if that's your goal, you will burn out Mm. in trying to play music or trying to do worship. Cause that's not that the moment's not designed to fulfill us. The Lord is. Mm. Amen. We had uh, Kim Walker Smith on and she said, you know, these younger worship leaders are always coming to me and saying, what do I need to do? And she said, Jesus, you need, <laughs> uh, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. And she said, it makes me so frustrated because they never listen. They're <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are those steps? Like you were just saying, right, right. like you guys, man, it's that fight, the vitality of that relationship with Jesus, man. That's well, got to yeah. be. And on. it's sad to say, I mean, I thought honestly about just starting to tell people false answers and see if they listen. Like, well, what, what waist do you have? 30? You got to get size 28 tapers. That'll help. <laughs> maybe go go do that. You know, maybe I'll get some kickback from H and M or something. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but really awesome. it's like, I, I, it's almost like I, you get tired of telling people the honest truth because they, they really don't, hold any weight to what you're saying and you can feel that yeah. and very people actually do you know where you're like wow i can actually tell that that guy really wants to know the real answer mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying and it, but it's it's sad that that's kind of rare and so many people are more yes. concerned about all right i'm gonna be buddy buddy with luke what can he give me that might help me out and, and oh, you know man. what i mean oh man that yes. and maybe it's because of the culture we're raised in now with uh, social media being so present and such a part of our lives and um, comparison in everywhere you turn mm-hmm. comparison of, you know, you might be having a great vacation and then you see someone having a vacation on a yacht you'll never meet in your life. And then you're thinking that you're kind of a half failure on your vacation. You're supposed to be <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's absolutely. Wow. Well, not really. How often do you see people playing for, you know, the biggest crowd you've ever seen in your whole life and, you're about to start worship practice for a church of 200 people, you know, and you're trying to find the value and the worth of what you're doing versus what someone else is doing. And there's no difference. It's the Lord never, the Lord never ever has told he never, it was so when David was uh, being a shepherd, he never, I don't feel like he never, he never ever once in the scriptures said that this, the shepherd season was a lesser of a season. That's right. He never, ever said it. Mm. And so the, 
the, the one thing kind of to go back to what we were just talking about with giving someone advice on how to get there. I say the older I get, which I'm still don't feel old and the, the slight older I get, the more I realize how naive and stupid I am. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, it's like, Oh my goodness sake. I was so dumb. <laughs> and as you get older, that's that feeling sets in more. And then you have a kid. Now I just had, we had a kid one year ago, our first kid. Congratulations. That, Congrats. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it really is amazing. Talk about growing in a different dynamic to being gone. Yeah. Uh, oh my. That. It changes. <laughs> um, but I always, I, I, I kind of along the lines of social media making you feel like what you're doing is not valuable. Yeah, that's right. That's like a massive play from the enemy of discontentment. And then that can turn into bitterness or being jaded or getting burnt out. Mm. Really, the Lord is only looking, he's not looking for you to do better than LeBron James. He's looking currently for you to do the best you can with the season he's put you in. And that to me, I look back and I was, there was a season I had played at Elevation for about a year. and. Um, before that year, I was in Germany with a band for two and a half years, and that broke up pretty drastic, like pretty intense breakup of relationships with guys that were really close to me. And honestly, being in those kind of dynamics, you can really be in a place of vulnerability to where someone can really hurt you. Yeah. Um, but I got really, I felt like I got let down by two of the guys in the band and was really in a confused desert season, even though I had started playing at Elevation that was such a small beginning. I couldn't even see what potential was there. And I was just in this kind of hurt phase in my life. The Lord moved me from Charlotte to Walla Walla, Washington. And my brother-in-law was a pastor at a church there. It was about 300 people at the time. And so I had seen what elevation was and I'd seen the standard that they expected musicians to perform at. And yeah, then I went to this 300 person church where they said, start time is at 6:30, and I'd be sitting there at 6:30, and it'd be 6:45, and I'm still outside oh. waiting. But it wasn't me. The, then I realized it wasn't me. It wasn't for me to decide what I'm supposed to be a part of or not based off of the fruit I see. It was for me to be the best steward of the season the Lord put me in, and oh. so, and that was bring my frustrations to the Lord with the way things were run, uh, the lack of, uh, let's say musicianship in certain aspects was frustrating. Um, and I felt like the Lord being in that season, really looking back, I'm like, Oh my goodness sake, it has nothing to do with where you're currently at. The Lord can change that so drastically and so quick. If you are willing to commit and invest and be the best you can be in that smaller season, quote unquote smaller, then the Lord can quickly pull you out of that. But if you are cutting corners in that season, when an opportunity presents itself, you will realize that you aren't adequate or as adequate as you could be for the next thing that comes, you know? Yeah. It's like, it feels like sometimes like one of the greatest tools the enemy uses right now is if he can get you chasing after somebody else's anointing, you'll forget to oh, chase your own. That is, you know awesome. what I mean? Like we always laugh about like the podcast, like, Typically, I'm usually sitting at home on my couch with a cat in my lap and my shirt's stained and I'm in basketball shorts. But people think that like, oh, well, you guys are talking to Luke Anderson. Like life is cool. And it's like, 
You know what I mean? Like I can take I can take pictures all day. My last church, I'd be like a couple years ago, I was like so bought oh, hanging out in the studio today. What they didn't know, it was a closet. All right. <laughs> we hung a TV up on a wall and put some the cheapest sound absorption we can. But it's like, look at me hanging out here today. You know what I mean? Like we just, just grinding at the studio. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it felt like I'm, if I if I want to be cool, that's what life has to has to look like. And like, so like we talked about this. Look, we were just out at the experience conference last week, and okay. we did a podcast live in front of everybody. And it's like somebody asked a question about like, what do you do for somebody who can't sing and they want they want to be on the worship team or the choir or whatever? And we were just like. Dude, we if they're not called to be there, if they don't have the gifting to do that, you're holding them back from where God has gifted them from. Mm-hmm. Typically what happens is if you walk with them and find the place where they're anointed and called to be, that's where they end up finding out they're the most happiest. Holy. So, you know what I mean? That's so I just it's yeah. that's it's good what you're saying. We just so many times we just we gotta figure out what God's calling us to because yeah, you're right. infinitely Absolutely. more happier than anything you think that He's called somebody else to that you're supposed to be a part of. Right, and I couldn't have said it better. The the frustrating thing it, for me is that you can say it, and it sounds right, and you know it's right, and it resonates truthfully. But then actually doing it is so much harder. You know what I'm saying? And and or or even being the person that says no to someone that quote has a desire to do something, but clearly really isn't super gifted in the current state they're in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, that can be, you can almost feel at times like you're like being that negative thing in someone's life that might cause them to never pursue something. And that's never the goal. Mm. The goal, the goal in that is to maintain and to protect a standard that ultimately we feel like the Lord's called us to protect and to operate in. Yeah. And, mm. You know, I'm sure you, hear about people having horrendous things to say about auditioning people for a worship team or something like that. And I remember the first time that someone was like, I just think that's so unbiblical and unchristian. And I sat there for a minute and thought, okay, in any other facet of the church, you wouldn't be saying that mindset. Like, okay, let's say we are, let's say we're about to build and we're going to add on and we need an electrician to come in and lay electrical work because the guy has a good heart. He's not going to start doing our light sockets. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know exactly. But why is that not talked about? Why yeah. is it only for, it's like, okay, it's pastor such and such. Do you just let anyone that has a good heart get up and, you know, preach this Sunday? Mm-hmm. But then there's, you almost feel like you're, Miss, it's like, well, then you're just not a spiritual person if you only care about their skill. I'm like, no, honestly, I care so much about what I'm called to, and I see the such lack of desire to be excellent and to bring that kind of offering to the Lord. It says, play excellently before the Lord in the Bible, and that's right. And also, yep. there's if you have a real heart to honor the Lord and to serve Him in that capacity then it should reflect in your private time where no one's seeing you of you grinding and getting better. That's right. And it's like, we can bring an offering just because we're willing, but it's like uh, in Genesis, when he brought just vegetables and whatever, it wasn't the best. It was still an offering and he still did it, but I don't feel like that. That's not how the world needs to view the church. And that's not how the church needs to approach the Lord with just a willing heart and a sucky skill set. 
Yeah. You know, I think I don't think that they, you can separate the two. Mm. Um, you know mm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Art is so much should show in how much you put into what you want to bring to the Lord. That they're, exactly. they're like twins, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, yeah. man. It's so good. But yeah, so the, we've had people audition and we say that I, I stopped the person and said, Hey, we don't audition to let someone know that we're better than them. We use auditioning to, to pull out the momentum and the ability that's not yet seen in that person. And it's, and it honestly weeds out people that really don't have a desire to, to do that at all, or they're there for the wrong reasons. You say, Hey, you didn't make the team this time. Here's some things you can work on. Someone yeah. that's just wants to be there for the handout or to be on stage. They're not going to do that. They're, you'll never hear from them again. Some of our, some of our best musicians on the team auditioned three times and got a no. And wow. Come back later. And then the growth was so evident. I was, I was almost shocked. Like in six months, you've grown this much. Yeah. And it's like doing auditions is actually benefiting people because you're saying, I'm not just going to be okay with you being half committed to what you feel like the Lord's called you to. We want to partner with people that are fully invested, fully taking what giftings they have seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I I think auditioning is just us being good stewards of what the Lord's given us. Yeah. I like how Brian, I like how Brian approaches it at his church. Um, they get a document from him before auditions start that say, Hey, we're on a journey to find your gifting. Right. Don't talk oh, anything man, about so you joining the worship team. We may find out you are called to the, we may find out you're called to children's ministry, but either way, this process, right. these interviews about trying to exactly lock down what is your gifting. Right. Man, that is, I love that phrase. Say it, say that again. We're here to find your gifting. Yeah, we're here. We're here to discover what that is. You know, we're in the age of American Idol and The Voice, and all these people think that that this is a soapbox for me. But they think they're just one opportunity away from being the next, you know, Carrie Underwood or whatever. And so I'm always like, okay, you're entering into a process. We're gonna we're gonna discover your gifting together, and if it's to do this. That's amazing. Have a great, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. If it's to do something else, I will also be your biggest cheerleader, but I'm going to walk with you until we discover what that is. So, yeah. That's very good. That's very, uh, it's so true. It really is. It's, it is almost kind of a, it's like a curse almost to think that we're one, one head turn away from being noticed or discovered. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I mean, in reality, it could be the one decision, but look at the, you know, how many other decisions it took to get to that point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it kind of puts you in this place of being stagnant versus constantly on the move of trying to grow and mature and enjoy the day to day, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, that's good. I like that. How you said that. It hits right on. That's why they call them big tasty. <laughs> So, so. Yeah, that reminds me of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to go down that road. <laughs> well, Luke, let's jump into. Uh, you kind of already answered number one. We we have five questions we ask everybody that's come on the podcast. We call it the Frank Five. We ask it Frank Five just because, like, just be as open as as you'd be willing to. Our, our favorite story to tell is uh, we interviewed Chris McClarney early on, and so uh, we were just, you know, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened, or you know, and he was just like, so there was this one time. 
you know, I'm up there and just it, my ears are rocking and it's just, it's awesome. And he goes, and you know, I had a little gas. And so I thought, let's just do this. Nobody's, nobody. <laughs> and he goes, so I ripped this, this big fart and everyone stares at me only to find out when I pulled out my ears, the PA was off. <laughs> so be as open as you're willing to be on some of these questions. And so. Yeah. Typically, I'm uh, one of a kind in the best way. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. One of my favorite people I've ever met. Yeah, he's he's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. We when we interviewed him, we were like, "Hey, we haven't this podcast doesn't exist yet. Would you be willing to come on?" And he was like, "I love your meme account, absolutely." And then it was like, <laughs> exactly. He was just like, "Hey, why don't why don't you guys come to a show and we'll record backstage?" And so like, okay, so I flew up to Indiana. <laughs> Brian came wow. over and we met up and we went backstage and we did. And I'm like, dude, you, you were giving out your phone number. You, you didn't know us from exactly. Adam. You know what I mean? Like, you Why would you do just that? like, man, I, I like an adventure. <laughs> that was amazing. So, I like things that are funny on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what was the, the quote from Christmas vacation? If I woke up in the morning with my face sewn to the carpet, I couldn't have been more surprised. Exactly. Dude brought the hammer, man. Dude, he was amazing. When we were DMing about him coming on the podcast, he said, I have a lot to say. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> and he does. I love it. What a great dude, man. Good He's dude. one of the ones that I'm like, if I lived closer to him, we would totally like grab some food and we would conversate for hours. So he texted awesome. us today and he goes, hey, I got good news. Jeremy's immediate response was, you're coming to you're Florida, coming to Florida and we're to hang, out. hang out. And my immediate response was, you're moving to Indy and you're going to play on my team. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 46 of the podcast. Hey, do us a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating. And make sure you're hitting that subscribe button because we need you guys, the Worship Leader Problems Nation, to help keep getting this thing out there for mm -hmm. people to be able to hear and to listen. And so, again, we're thankful for y'all. And be watching soon. We're going to have a little online store coming for you guys so you can get your WLP officially licensed merch. And here's what we're going to do. We're, what are we going to do? We're late, okay, because we made 100,000 streams weeks ago. But yeah, we're going to do the 100K giveaway. Oh. Okay, and it's going to be like some pre-release WLP merch. Our friends nice. at Planning Center, who are our sponsors of this episode, check them out. Oh. Uh, planning center is going to include some swag in the hundred K giveaway. So nice. be on the lookout. Awesome. Well, Hey guys, we are just so thankful for you. The worship leader probs nation. And until next time, see ya deuces.